Hi there, and God bless you. I'm Brian Hallam. I pray that this message is a blessing to you. Thank you for downloading it, and thank you for following me on Twitter and Instagram and for liking and sharing what we post there. I just want you to know that I believe God wants to do something great in your life and in your family. So as we go into the Word today, let's go in with faith and hope and a high level of expectation for what God is going to do. Amen. Give two people a high five. Tell them they look good in church and you can be seated. Welcome to New Heights Church once again. If you're watching online, I just want to say thanks for watching. We broadcast every week live, but also many people watch the replays throughout the week, and it means the world to us that you would do that. I also want to extend a personal invitation on behalf of everybody here at the early service. If you're ever in Texas, in the Bryan College Station area, come out to a New Heights Church service live. I promise you, it will make you feel right at home. God bless you. Open your Bible to the gospel according to Luke chapter number 7. That's perfect, Leo. Luke chapter number 7. Luke chapter number 7. We are beginning a series that will culminate on December 9th, which is Sacred Sunday. Everybody say Sacred Sunday. Sunday. It's very sacred to us here at this house because it is the Sunday towards the end of the year that we collectively sow into the next year. Anything that you want to grow, there must first be a season of sowing. Somebody say amen to that. So we don't want to miss the opportunity. I remember the Lord uh, spoke to me a few years ago, and he told me that I was coming into a season of extreme harvest. And I said, thank you, Lord. Many, many things have happened since then that have culminated to really, really awesome growth, and I thank God for it. But I remember the Lord spoke to me, and I went home, and I told Crystal, I said, it is time to give like we have never given before. I said, because I don't want to get into this season of harvest that the Lord has spoken into my spirit and wish I had put more seed in the ground. Because when it is harvest time, you don't have the opportunity to affect your harvest today other than the seed you've sown in your past. Does that make sense? So we're going to give towards growth. We're going to give towards the growth of our church. Uh, purpose to be here every service for the next four weeks, every weekend for the next four weeks. We're going to be sharing very powerful, powerful testimonies. We're going to be sharing uh, very powerful facts about what God has done through New Heights Church in 2018 up to now. And we're just going to celebrate those things. But then with extreme expectation, we are going to sow on December 9th a special offering uh, that we are believing God will help position us to be ready in 2019 for what God is going to do. Somebody say amen to that. Luke chapter 7. If you're there, say I'm there. Luke chapter 7, verse 1. Now he, that's Jesus, when he'd ended all of his his sayings, his sermons, in the audience of the people, he entered into Capernaum. And verse 2, a certain, somebody say certain, a certain centurion servant who was dear unto him was sick and ready to die. So there was a centurion, which was an excellent conversation this morning in my pickup truck, 
when my son said, which is not uncommon for him, Daddy, what are you preaching on this morning? And I said, I'm preaching on the centurion uh, that Jesus heals his servant. He goes, oh, cool. What does centurion mean? I said, well, it's a Roman soldier uh, or somebody in the Roman, excuse me, Roman military that was over a hundred people. So he very much understood honor. He very much understood respect. He very much understood a chain of command. And the Bible says that this certain centurion who was in the Roman military, who had at least a hundred people underneath him, the scripture says that he had a servant that was sick and was about to die. Jesus comes into Capernaum and this centurion hears that Jesus comes in and verse three says this, and when he heard, everybody say heard. When he heard of Jesus... He sent unto him the elders of the Jews, beseeching him or asking him that he would come and heal his servant. Everybody say heard. The scripture says, beautiful are the, are the feet of them that preach the gospel. The Bible says that in order for the gospel to be heard, somebody has to preach it. In order for somebody to preach it, they've got to be sent. Somebody say sent. It's very important that we collectively join together to make sure that the gospel has an opportunity to be heard. You are saved today if you're saved today. You are saved today because you heard the good news of Jesus Christ. That means somebody was bold enough to share with you the message of the gospel of Jesus Christ. So when we talk about uh, in this day and age, it's one-to-one. You share your, your testimony with people. You share what Jesus did. You invite them to church knowing that the minister is going to uh, cast the net of salvation. And hopefully they're going to accept what Jesus did for them like we have accepted what Jesus did for us. But at the end of it all, there are many other means and methods where people can actually hear in this day and age. Back to the social media we were talking about before. From last year to this year, we've had a massive increase in the amount of people that are actually hearing the gospel because of New Heights Church. Now, this is very important for a lot of reasons. Before Jesus comes back, the gospel must be preached to the ends of the earth. Does that make sense? So we are playing our part By getting the gospel out in every means and method that is at our disposal. The scripture says in the book of Philippians chapter number one. That every person that is a partner with this ministry is a partaker or a participant of every grace that is on this house. That means when we sow into this house, we are a participant of the grace that is on this house. So when I say to you, the Lord spoke to me and told me I'm entering into a season of great harvest. That means that that exact same grace is on your house. When you hear about somebody come up here and talks about how God healed them of cancer, that exact same grace is available to your house. When you hear about somebody and their children or their grandchild that's been far from God comes back to God and says, Grandma, I just want to serve Jesus. Dad, I just want to serve Jesus. That exact same grace of the prodigal sons and daughters coming home is on this house. Therefore, when you partner with this house, you are a participator in that very grace. Does that make sense? So the scripture says uh, that, that, that when he heard, you got to be able to hear. We've had over 55 
thousand different responses of some kind on our social media and our website this year alone. Right here from 8125 Turkey Creek Road, praise the Lord, we have the gospel going all over the world. Nations, uh, uh, other nations are logging in and they're hearing it and they're sending in emails or messages trying to say, what does this mean? How does this mean? What does it mean when you say that? What does it mean? How do, what do I have to do to be saved? And then we can reach back out to them, begin to encourage them. But listen, somebody's got to hear. If somebody's going to hear, somebody's got to preach. And if somebody's going to preach, somebody's got to help send them. So the man of God, uh, 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 Jesus, literally comes onto Capernaum. But this man, the centurion, had heard what Jesus did. I think we ought to all just do our part, tell them what Jesus has done in our life so that somebody else has the opportunity to hear it. You say, well, what if they don't believe it? Jesus already told us everybody's not going to believe it. He said, those who have ears to hear... Let them hear. But if you stop telling about the good news of Jesus just because some people aren't hearing it. If you start telling, if you stop telling the good news of Jesus just because some people won't listen. If you stop telling the good news of Jesus, then the people who do have ears to hear, they won't hear. He heard about Jesus and he knew in the moment of his need, when his household had a need, now he knew where the answer was. Somebody say heard. You have to be able to hear Jesus, but if somebody's going to hear about Jesus, we've got to share him. When he heard of Jesus, he sent unto him the elders of the Jews. Now, we don't have any reason to believe that this centurion was Jewish, but he sent the elders of the Jews, those that were a part of the local church at that time. He sent the elders of the local church at that time, beseeching him that he would heal his servant, asking if Jesus would heal his servant. Verse 4, and when they, that's the Jews, came to Jesus, they asked him or urged him earnestly. Your Bible might say instantly. One translation says earnestly. They urged him earnestly that he was worthy for whom he should do this. Somebody say worthy. worthy. The Bible says that this centurion was introduced to Jesus like this. Jake, would you come up here and stand for just a second? Let's see, who else do I have right here? Give me uh, give me Kip. Come over here, if you don't mind. Kip, come over here and stand. Y'all give him a big hand as they come. Stand on this side. Now, of the two, we're going we're gonna to typecast them for this role. Obviously, Kip would be Jesus in this role, okay? <laughs> Tiffany said yes, absolutely. So... We're going to call Kip Jesus, and we're going to call uh, Jake the centurion. Now, the centurion has a conversation with the elders of the church, and he says, guys, I got a servant that's sick. Y'all say this man Jesus can heal some people. Would you please, he asked him urgently, would you please get Jesus to heal my servant? So the conversation finishes, and now the elders of the church go over to Jesus, says, Kip, I mean Jesus, sorry. Says, Jesus. <laughs> Says, Jesus, listen, there's this guy. He's got somebody in his house that's sick. Now, he may or may not, he may or may not know Jesus, but those who are interceding on his behalf do know Jesus. 
Does this make sense? You've got some people in your life that they are one miracle away from giving their whole heart to Jesus, but there needs to be somebody in the middle that is willing to intercede on his behalf unto the one who has all the answers. Does this make sense? By the way, somebody say, that's me. That's me. Correct. So he goes and he comes over to Jesus and he says, look, he's worthy that you would do this. Now, now this is interesting because it's not very often in the Bible that Jesus says that somebody is worthy. So I think we should find out why would the centurion Jake be worthy to receive from Jesus when apparently he doesn't even know Jesus and we don't even have reason to believe he's a part of the Jewish doctrine at that time. So he says to him like this, he goes, he's worthy to receive it, verse 5, here we go, because he loves our nation, that's one, you don't have to be for the church, but if you're against the church, that's a different conversation. Do you see what I'm saying? So he's obviously not against the Jewish nation, whether he is Jewish or not. We actually have reason to believe he's not. But whether he is or not, he's not against it. He loves the Jewish people. Have you? I've met a lot of people like that. I've met a lot of people that they, have, they don't go to church. They haven't been to church in a while, but they love the church. There's something about them that, that pricks their heart. And I just believe in the name of Jesus that that's God bringing them back to that place of worship with God. But the first thing it says is he loves our nation. The second thing it says, he built us. So this is, this is, the, this is the, the elders talking to Jesus. Excuse me, Jesus. He said, listen, he built us a church. Like, he built us a place where people could be set free. He built us a place where marriages could be rebuilt. He built us a place where lives could be restored. Jesus, I need you to do this for him. I'm, I'm, I'm urgently asking you. I'm earnestly asking you. I am beseeching you. He is worthy, not because he has the right uniform on. Not because he... he he never says a cuss word because we all know Jake, right? <laughs> Not because he knows all the Christian terminology. The defining factor that the Bible uses to determine whether or not he's worthy to receive from Christ is that he was willing to build the church. This is what Sacred Sunday is really about. If we don't collectively get together and build the church, where will people find hope? Where will people get saved? Where will people give their heart to God? Where will they find out that there's a God that wants to heal everything that's important to them. He said, he said, would you talk to Jesus on my behalf? Would you effectively, would you pray for me? The elders come over and they said, look, it's very interesting because the Bible says that the centurion beseeched or asked. But the Bible then says that those who knew Jesus urged him. You see, a question indicates you don't know the answer. Yeah. 
But the Jews were urging him in a direction they already knew he was bent to go. Do you know how many people are wondering or, or walking around wondering if God hates them? Why is God mad at me? And we're in the middle. And we don't care. They may say, can you, I just don't understand why God's against me. I need to know. We don't take that prayer to God. We take the prayer and we say this. We don't come to, to Jesus, Kip Jesus, and say, Jesus, why do you hate Centurion Jake? Because that's not true. We go to Kip Jesus, actually Jesus, but in this picture, Kip. We go to Jesus and we say, Jesus, this is somebody that's really important. He's helped to change the lives of people in this entire region and around the world. Would you do for him what you've done for us? You, you, you're not a respecter of person, Jesus. If you'll do it for me, you'll do it for him. If you'll do it for Susie, you'll do it for Sally. Would, would, would you do for him? And oh, by the way, this is not just any old guy. When it came time to give towards growth, he helped us build the church. When it came time to build the temple, when it came time to build the synagogue, when it came time to build the local church, he grabbed a hammer. He sent some lumber. He, he took those hundred soldiers that, that, that worked for him, and he says, guys, we're about to raise these walls really quickly. See, he built us a church. Somebody say amen. Give God a hand of praise. Thank you, guys. Y'all can sit down. A place of worship. A place to be saved. A place to be healed. A place to have God do something in your life. I want to share with you guys something really special. And we're going to do this every week for the next few weeks. That tells a story of what actually does happen when there is a place of worship. A place of healing for people to be able to come to. Where, where many of us in this room step up like the centurion did and says, look, I, I'm not just going to build my house. I'm going to build God's house. Because when I build God's house, now all of a sudden the growth that he's looking for begins to take place. And he begins to bring the growth that we're looking for. Somebody say amen to that. Amen. Watch this video. Hey, How Pastor. You doing? How's it going? Good. Good to see you, How about you? Good to see you. Good to see you. Lord bless you. Thank bless you. you. Everything good? Yes, sir. Good. You guys staying busy, I guess? Yes. Do you know why you're here? Mm. No. Just that our pastor called. <laughs> uh, yeah. He said, come and so it's we an did. Honor. Yeah. We will always do yeah. it. Yeah. Absolutely. We well, adore you. Well, we love you too. A hundred percent. Now, now, here's the thing. This is um, a kind of a new thing. We've never done this before, mm -hmm. but we wanted to bring you guys in because a lot of times when you're faithful to the house, um, you know, you, you see, um, you see what goes on and you see the miracles and you see what God is doing. Mm -hmm. But a lot of times it's hard for people to see those things so what we're trying to do is kind of capture a little bit of what God has been doing in our lives and then also 
uh, kind of share with you guys some things that are going on that we think are very exciting okay. about what God has done. So uh, when did you guys come to New Heights Church approximately? Just what year? In November 2015. Wow. So right about three years. In the movie theater. That's what he visited. Ah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. And, and you guys came and immediately grabbed hold and started pulling the wagon with us because that's what y'all are like. Yes, sir. I mean, y'all, are, y'all are doers. You know, yes, the Bible sir. says don't just be hearers of the word, but doers. And that's what you guys are, and that's one of the reasons that we have you here because it's, it's such an honor to serve God alongside people that love the Lord and serve the Lord and, you know, put their life into it. To it. And last year, we, um, we do on December of every year, we do something we call Sacred Sunday. You guys are familiar with it. When we had our Giving Towards Growth Sacred Sunday, we were believing God that 2018 would be a year filled with His goodness and His mercy. And our church has a super simple vision. Matter of fact, Ventures, do you know what what, what is that vision? Love people and point them to Christ. Love people and point them to Christ. Exactly. So that's what we're about. So this December, we'll be celebrating what God did throughout the year, but... You're here today because uh, there's somebody here that's very special that um, we have asked them to come and meet with you for a minute because the book of Philippians, I say it all the time, the Bible says when we partner together, then every person that's in partnership is a partaker of the grace that's on this house. So you guys wait here because... Uh, Somebody wants to talk to you, but again, thank you. I'm so excited. And you guys are just wonderful. I don't care. You're wonderful, and I I feel the anointing, Pastor. Praise the Lord. I do, too. I do, too. You guys wait right there. Yes, sir. All right. All right. Hi, guys. Hello. Good. How are y'all doing? Doing great. Great. Y'all look wonderful. You do, too. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. I just wanted to introduce myself. My name is Brittany, and I just want to give you a little bit more about myself and my story. So growing up, it's just me and my like my brothers and my sister. Growing in the home, it's kind of broken. Um, my dad was very abusive, so it's kind of question makes me question a lot of things. Mm-hmm. And so I always cling to God a lot, mm-hmm. and I never knew the worst of myself until I got God. And I mean, growing up having a dad that abused me. Just like you always question, like, why? You know what I mean? And so, I mean, it damaged a lot of my brothers and my sister. My brothers, like, just got out of jail again. (laughs) Um, And then we just lost our mom almost two years ago on the 24th of this month. And God, God has been such genuine. It's been awesome. Oh, yeah. Always. (laughs) (laughs) Always. <laughs> <laughs> and, like, having this church has brought me home. Mm-hmm. After I lost my mom, didn't think I would find another home. <laughs> you know, she's my rock. And so I was trying to figure out what to do. You know, I've always handled everything in my family. I'm the youngest one, but I handle all of it. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I'm always trying to figure out where I fit in. What's the purpose of my life? You know, what I can do. Mm-hmm. And 
I just want to give praise to God for it. We all know God is wonderful. Yes. Yes. And especially with my son, like, my son and I, we've felt through a lot of abuse. And my son and I, we kind of, even with my daughter, she doesn't know so much. But with my son, we really don't know where to go, how to cling to people. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And so it's just me and my kids against the world, you know? <laughs> and so finding this church has brought me out of my shell and it's showed my son that he's loved mm. and how to love people Amen. you know like how Pastor Brian says he's like love people and point them to Christ and I promise you it's saving everybody it's saving my life it's saving my kids life and it's showing me how we can spread the word of God yes. and this is our place to love people. That's right. You know what I mean? And I don't even know how I would be now <laughs> if I didn't have this church. That's right. <laughs> you know? Like, it gave me the confidence mm-hmm. to go out and pray for people I don't even know. <laughs> and I know when I came here, it was so loving mm. and so open. That first day, I signed up for worship. And it's people like you, too, they gave your all, came here, opened up your arms, and loved us. And y'all don't even know, like, the things that we've been through. But it's people like y'all having that blindness, faith in God, that you are saving more people than you ever know. And I'm so grateful, and I know more people are grateful, that you are saving people every time that y'all give. And like, you don't even know what's behind the doors or anything, but you trust in God so much that y'all give and give unselfishly. And I'm so grateful for y'all. And I know, I don't, I want y'all to make sure y'all know like y'all are so appreciated. And that you are always looked forward and God sees you. And I just want to say thank you for giving to the growth because I'm a part of the growth that you gave to. I love you guys. Thank you so much. Thank you so much for everything. My name is Brittany Towell. I've been a member of New Heights Church since August of 2018. And I want to say thank you for giving towards growth because I'm a part of the growth that you gave to. ushers are going to pass out right now some folding cards that also have an envelope in them. That envelope is not for today. That envelope is for you to take home and pray about what role God would have you play in giving towards growth this year so that the Britneys of next year Have a place to be healed. Have a place to be loved. When she said, there's a place that my son is loved. That changes me. Because at the end of it all, we don't 
take one part of the Bible and throw the rest away. Undoubtedly, when we give, God blesses it back to us. But what I'm looking for is all the Britneys. What I'm looking for is all Britney's sons. Brittany, would you just stand up? Thank you for sharing your story. Can we tell her we love her? She didn't, she didn't just come to New Heights Church. She started being a blessing as soon as she got here. But this is a card for you to take home. Put it on your refrigerator. Put it in your Bible. If you're married, get with your spouse. Pray. What role would God have you play like the centurion? In building the church. This is how we do it. This is how we we see the growth that we're believing God for. Not just growth in our own house. We're going to get that. But I'm talking about a place where somebody can be loved. A place where somebody can be healed. A place where somebody can be set free. Just this year alone. Just this year alone, we've sent out over $15,000 to launch new churches out of this church. Come on, give God a hand of prayer. And we're not done with that because the year's not over. We've sent over $40,000 to widows and orphans this year so far. Before the end of this series, we're going to hear from one of our primary partners when it comes to widows and orphans, Ivan Tate. We've asked him to share a little bit. I'm telling you, don't miss a weekend over the next few weeks because the stories, they're all unique, they're all special, and they're all life-changing. Somebody say amen. We've already sent out over $100,000 just this year. Listen, there are churches I know our size that don't that don't have $100,000 to send out. But every grace that's on this house, you are a partner with. So what I want everybody to do, I want everybody to take this home and to pray. So how will I know it's God? You'll know. Oftentimes, he says, get the big pot out. That's usually how you know it's him. I went down, uh, it was a couple weeks ago, and I was going to sow uh, $100. And I'd already written it out because that, that's, that's somewhat of our, you know, very seldom we're going to do less than that. It's just our nature. been doing it for years. I thank God for that. But we were about to sow $100. I'd already filled the envelope out, already licked it, stuck it. The Lord told me to give them $2,000. And I've learned in my life that is the smallest I'll ever see that seed. So when the Lord says, sow it, man, I just sow it. I just by faith say, man, that's what I'm going to do. You say, you really live like that? Really, really. And I know many people that do. Many people in this church live exactly like that. We tithe, we offer, and then we, are, we have our ear to heaven saying, would you like me to do something else, Lord? Would you like me to sow? Would you like me to sow? We're going to hear stories over the next few weeks about how First Touch team members literally took part in the salvation of somebody with a small act of kindness. All in the form of giving of ourselves so that other people can have a place. 
Bow your heads, please. Lord, I'm asking you to speak to each one of us. I sense the Lord saying, saying, if you want to hear from me fast, if you want to hear from me fast, next year we're going to do some great teaching on fasting at the church. But I sense the Lord saying right now, if you really want to hear from me fast, give something up, set something aside for a time, and let the Lord speak to you. Lord, I thank you for speaking to each one of us about what you'd have us do as we give towards growth this year, knowing it will affect next year and beyond. I thank you for Brittany. I thank you for Donnie and Ventress. I thank you, Lord God, for every person in this church that is sown because Brittany is part of that growth. Her children are part of that growth. I thank you, Lord God, for what you're doing in our lives in our church right now. I thank you for that. I thank you that you're increasing us even now, but we'll see the increase from this great day of giving, Sacred Sunday, December 9th, in Jesus' name. We hope you were blessed by today's podcast. If you'd like more information about Pastor Brian or New Heights Church, visit newheightschurch.info and be sure to follow Pastor Brian on Twitter and Instagram. Until next time, thank you so much for liking and sharing.